please join in our entrance hymn number 378, I Watch the Sunrise. the sunrise lighting the sky casting its shadows near and on this morning bright though it be I feel those shadows near Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Amen. A very warm welcome to our Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. In the course of the Mass we'll hear Jesus refer to some of the commandments from the Old Testament, and of course those are very important things in our own life, and also the very structure very often of society and community as well. Uh, things that we try to avoid and, of course, uh, build up uh, that strong sense of community with one another. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of Mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ of Mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life. Lord of mercy. mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. to God in the highest and on earth 
peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, glory to God in the Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. We ask this through your Son, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. I prayed, and understanding was given me. I entreated, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I esteemed her more than scepters and thrones. Compared with her, I held riches as nothing. I reckoned no priceless stone to be her peer. For compared with her, all gold is a pinch of sand, and beside her silver ranks as mud. I loved her more than health or beauty. Preferred her to the light, since her radiance never sleeps. In her company all good things came to me, at her hands riches not to be numbered. The word of the Lord. Fill us, Lord, with the joy of your love. Lord, with the joy of your love, make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent is your anger forever, show pity to your servants, fill us, Lord, with the joy of your with your love. 
triumph, we shall exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Fill us, Lord, with the joy of your love. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Fill us, Lord, with the joy of your love. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The word of God is something alive and active. It cuts like any double-edged sword, but more finely. It can slip through the place where the soul is divided from the spirit, or joints from the marrow. It can judge the secret emotions and thoughts. No created thing can hide from him. Everything is uncovered and open to the eyes of the one to whom we must give account of ourselves. The word of the Lord. of the kingdom to mere children. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was setting out on a journey when a man ran up, knelt before him, and put this question to him. Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You must not kill. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not bring false witness. You must not defraud. Honour your father and mother. And he said to him, Master, I have kept all of these from my earliest days. And Jesus looked steadily at him and loved him. And he said, There is one thing you lack. Go and sell everything you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But his face fell at these words, and he went away sad, for he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked round and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded at these words, but Jesus insisted. My children, he said to them, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were more astonished than ever. 
In that case, they said to one another, Who can be saved? Jesus gazed at them. For men, he said, it is impossible, but not for God, because everything is possible for God. The Gospel of the Lord. The disappearance of the Saudi dissident at the Saudi embassy in Turkey is causing much trouble, as you know. It seems that he has gone in one door looking for papers and didn't come out any other door alive. His fiancée waited for him to return, and of course he did not return. Sinister black vans and cars shuffled in and out of the embassy, in the hours that followed. These same cars were tracked apparently to the airport where a private airplane uh, flew uh, from Turkey to Saudi Arabia that very evening. The Saudi authorities apparently are allowing a visual inspection of the embassy but not a forensic search of the building that might detect blood, DNA or any struggle. Today we hear in the midst of the gospel uh, something that's very appropriate to the occasion. The great commandment recalled by Jesus that was given to Moses in Mount Sinai, thou shalt not kill. These words are very powerful, relevant for the times, alive and active, sharp as a two-edged sword, prudent and wise, just exactly as the Book of Wisdom says today at Mass. Every society worth its salt lives by this very commandment. Laws are built around it. It's unlawful to take the life of another. It's unlawful to put someone's life in danger. It's unlawful to harm someone with the intention of taking their life. It's the law that makes individuals and family and community safe and secure from all harm. No one will attack them. No one will endanger them. No one can threaten them. No one can take their life. It's against the law of the land and it's against the law of God. But it becomes even more heinous, doesn't it, if the government of a country against its own laws takes the life of one of its own against every law and against every precept that it takes, that it asks everyone else to abide by. Today in Rome, Pope Francis himself will canonise Archbishop Oscar Romero. He likewise was killed by a group of soldiers allied with the government of the day in El Salvador, was shot while saying Mass, and his only crime was to speak up for the poor. History, as you know, is littered with such people who are killed in such circumstances, people who are dispensed with, people who are removed, cancelled out because of their views. And history is also littered with defenceless towns and cities that are put to the sword, gangsters and shady elements within the governments 
take the law into their own hands. You might know that Pope Francis himself has changed in recent months the Catechism of the Catholic Church that allowed even the use of capital punishment in extreme and dire circumstances. He now says it is not uh, legitimate for the state to kill or put to death its citizens through capital punishment. There is something that is terrible, very terrible, when a person kills another person and takes their life. But there is something even more terrible when a government feels that it can assassinate its own people. It's as if because it has all of the power, it feels untouchable, able to make decisions that they will never be accountable for or responsible to anyone. It is the worst kind of tyranny. It becomes like gangsters who think themselves above the law. A government a state, or a state which acts in this way loses all legitimacy and all moral authority. Listening to the commandments themselves today that are recalled by Jesus in the Gospel, we realise that most civilised societies are built and operate on these God-given laws. You shall not steal. You shall not kill. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbour. You shall not defraud. You shall honour your mother and father, and so on. If we were to allow killing or stealing, or lies to be told, or fraud to take place, then very often the wheels themselves will come off the vehicle. We will become a country or a state which allows extortion and fraudulency, and of course the results themselves will be catastrophic. It will become a barbaric society. The strong, the rich, the powerful... The unscrupulous people would subjugate the weak themselves. We know at the end of the day that laws create order, they create justice, they allow for fairness, they stop terrible things happening in the world, and they are often designed especially to defend the weak against the powerful, the strong and the wicked. In that Gospel passage, Jesus himself warns the rich and the wealthy that it will be hard for them to enter the kingdom of God. Every potentate, every heir to a fortune, every person who has wealth must quake in their boots when they hear those words. For there is something in wealth and riches that will weigh them down, that will encumber them, and that will be an obstacle for them to get into heaven. Maybe it's something to do just exactly with what we're hearing in these days, that very often wealth itself makes you think that you're untouchable, that those laws that Jesus recalls in the Gospel of today's Mass, somehow people think that it doesn't apply to them. They live in luxury and comfort and break the rules and those laws. How often perhaps we've heard in legal trials ourselves that people think just exactly in that way. They've acted in ways in which they think they're untouchable and could act with impunity. We sometimes take those laws that we have in our society for granted, but those laws themselves create justice and peace and fairness 
amongst ourselves in a true sense of community. We would certainly know if they were not in place. What a terrible thing it is if we believe that uh, killing is something that is right or that the state itself can get away with it and go unrecognised. We would allow ourselves to descend into a gangsterism and a lawlessness of the worst kind. There has to be laws, and these same laws stand as pillars that uh, construct the society to which we belong. The Book of Wisdom tells us that these are prudent things, wise words, stronger than scepters and crowns, firm foundations in which everything can be built on. And one of those precepts, one of those laws which are so important, is exactly that. You shall not kill. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and of the Lord. We're reminded through the Book of Wisdom that the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So before the Word of God, we pray for our needs and for the needs of the whole world. For the new saints of the Church, canonised in Rome, that they will intercede for the Church here and there and all its members. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For governments who rule in the name of their people, that they will pass just laws and govern with fairness. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who experience injustice, that the day of justice may not be postponed or delayed for them. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For children baptised in this weekend, that they may follow the light given to their baptism the end of life. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those caught up in natural disasters, that they may receive all the help and support that they need. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who are on holiday at this time of year, for safety in their travels and rest when they are away. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who teach the young in the ways of faith, that they may be role models of what they teach. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died, especially Mary Bannerman and Ida Crowla, and for all who have died, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Almighty God, help us to follow your teaching and to live by your ways. May your word take firm root in our hearts, and may we in turn create a world in which life itself is always precious, and may we live always by your commandments. Through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 273, Gifts of Bread and Wine. sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. Accept, Lord, the prayers of the faithful with his sacrificial offerings, that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just that we should give you thanks and praise, O God Almighty Father, for all you do in this world through our Lord Jesus Christ. For though the human race is divided by dissension and discord, yet we know that by testing us you change our hearts to prepare them for reconciliation. Even more by your Spirit you move human hearts, that enemies may speak each to each other, adversaries join hands, and people seek to meet together. By the working of your power it comes about, O Lord, 
that hatred is overcome by love. Revenge gives way to forgiveness, and discord is changed to mutual respect. Therefore, as we give you ceaseless thanks with the choirs of heaven, we cry out to you on earth, and without end we acclaim. Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. And remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face, and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, All glory and honour is yours for ever and ever.
We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my life, but only say the word, and so shall be
Please join in our hymn, Lord, I Give My Life to You, which you can find at the back of your hymn books. Let us pray. We entreat you, most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with this nourishment, which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you make us sharers in his divine nature, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Just before the final blessing, I just ask you to take away your parish bulletins which again has information on things that are coming up in the parish. Uh, one of the things that's not there is on Wednesday evening there's a special rosary uh, taking place here, here, here in the church at 7 o'clock uh, led by the Camboni missionaries. Uh, so I'll ask you if you can come along to that. It's on the theme of October devotions but also the missions itself as well. So it's at 7 o'clock on Wednesday so please do come along to that.
You may have noticed in the parish bulletin, if you've read it already and uh, heard it in the prayers too, that Mary Bannerman, who is, uh, was our uh, housekeeper for 23 years here in the parish, has died very suddenly, and it's a great sadness to us all. Uh, Mary uh, was a great housekeeper, uh, wonderful, uh, very happy and jolly, and uh, made the house such a great place to live in. Uh, so we're very sad, and I want to express my deep gratitude to, to Mary for all that she did for myself and all of the other priests who came to the house uh, and of course all of the visitors and made it such an open and welcoming place. Uh, we'll miss her very much indeed. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 165, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. Amen.